When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? We say it every week, but it just gets more and more true every week. It is absolutely nuts in the NFL, even on a week where you think it's not going to be that crazy. It is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. I'm Chris Carlin. He is Christopher Canty. What's up? Nothing much, man. You said it. I mean, if week one of the NFL was drunk, Week two of the NFL was on drugs. Oh, no kidding. I, I mean, just think about all of the come-from-behind wins. You had three backup quarterbacks getting the dub yesterday. Just mayhem around the National Football League. And speaking of mayhem, that is where we are starting with what happened between the Bucks and the New Orleans Saints. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and we want you to be a part of the show on the Dr. Pepper, call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You can also hit us up on Twitter, at Chris Carlin, at Chris Canty 99 NFL Today suspended Mike Evans for one game for his role in the fracas yesterday that happened between the Buccaneers and the Saints with Marshawn Lattimore. Evans came in and escalated it by shoving Marshawn Lattimore. But, Chris, I'll say this. I'm a little annoyed that the league did not involve Marshawn Lattimore in part of a suspension as well because he has done plenty over the years in terms of instigating things and and not just that with him and Evan specifically. Last week there was a, a, a really aggressive shove after a play. Lattimore's got to be part of this too. I expected a suspension to come but I think they missed the boat with not including a Lattimore in this. Oh, there's no question about it. And, Carlin, it's not like the NFL didn't have precedent, right? We've seen it in years past These guys where you've had a wide receiver and a cornerback within the same division have a rivalry. Remember Aqib Tlaib and Michael Crabtree and how they got into it and what did the NFL do? The NFL got involved with discipline toward both of those players. Now, I think those involved fines and not suspension, but the point notwithstanding, they have a responsibility to discipline both players in this situation because both players have the responsibility to de-escalate. Now, that being said, it was clear that that fracas, it helped one team and it hurt the other one. Yeah, because, absolutely. Because you talked about the New Orleans Saints going in one direction and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers putting their foot on the gas and going in the other one, ultimately leading to Tom Brady's first regular season win against the New Orleans Saints. So all of that stuff being said, that was a huge game for the Tampa Bay Bucks to get because the Saints are going to be their primary challenger for the division crown. They are, and I look at that from a Saints perspective, and I've got to be thoroughly annoyed. I've got to be thoroughly annoyed with what happened there that my team did not respond in that situation because, Chris, you're right. You can go one way or the other off of something like that, and when it gets emotional, you have to capitalize on that from your side. And Mike Evans came running in 
and shoved Lattimore. I don't know if Bruce Arians was in his ear or whatever. By the way, Bruce Arians was Bruce chirping Arians. at everybody. Oh my what God. What the hell is Bruce Arians doing? I thought doing you were supposed there. to be up in the booth. I didn't know you were even getting on the plane to go to the game. And Bruce Arians is out there making sure to fire guys up in their ear. You see what he did? Get out there. But, but here's what the other part that I don't get about Lattimore. It was Tom Brady that was chirping at you. Yes. Not anybody else from the Bucks. Why didn't you go at Tom Brady like you went at Mike Evans? Yep. I guess it's because he's the GOAT and he gets that kind of respect and everybody knows you don't touch the golden calf. But at the same time, you can't hold other guys on the team responsible for what the hell Tom Brady is saying. No. If you got an issue with Tom Brady, go to Tom Brady. Well, here's what I don't know. Here's what Evans said about it after the game yesterday. I mean, we're in New Orleans, you know, it gets spicy sometimes. Um, got a little heat in the scuffle. Glad nobody got hurt, and glad our guys responded. What is it about you and Marshawn that seems to always kind of come to a head? He's super games? competitive, but today he was just a little too emotional. Like, you don't throw punches at, at guys on the field, and I think he threw a punch at Lenny, or, or he, and he pushed Tom or something like that, and I just can't let that happen to my teammates. So I just shoved him, and then it, it turned into a brawl. That's Evans with Jeff Darlington after the game on ESPN. And Let look- me say this. Mike Evans got the best of not only Marshawn Lattimore, but Marcus May, too. Yes, he did. Yeah, Marcus May tried to come and have his teammates back. That was a mistake. And play Captain Sable. (laughs) Didn't work out for Marcus May. I'm just saying. Third man in, first man out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That did not That's when you got to know your personnel, dog. You got to know your personnel. Mike Evans, not an easy win. No, no, not at all. And then, but there is a bigger question now because. It becomes about, for the Buccaneers and for the Saints, when you look forward now to next week, specifically with Packers Bucks next week, who is going to figure this out offensively? Because both teams are in a bit of a funk. I mean, look, we can say what we want. That game was 3-3, what, beginning of the fourth quarter yeah. yesterday? I mean, that was brutal to watch. We'll get to Jameis later. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. But the Bucks are having their problems. We watched the Packers last night with their issues offensively. Who's going to figure this out first between these two teams? Ooh, that's a great question, Carlin. And I would probably lean toward the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I have more faith in their passing game, the offensive line issues notwithstanding. Yeah. And so I I look at the experience, the chemistry, the rapport that Tom Brady has with his receiving core as opposed to where Aaron Rodgers is at. I just can't have any degree of confidence in what the Green Bay Packers are doing. I mean, now, the only thing that saved them last night in terms of being criticized today was how putrid the Chicago Bears offense looked. And can we talk about Luke Getze and Matt Everflus deciding on fourth and goal from the half-yard oh line God. to go from shotgun rather than have your quarterback under center and what try to doing? goose a quarterback sneak? I don't know what they're doing is, is the answer to that question, but – that was the only thing saving the Packers from people being critical of what they did offensively yesterday because they didn't look great. And there were a couple of passes that Aaron Rodgers dirted, and there were some passes where you clearly could see that he wasn't on the same page with how his receiving times, court. But, and how many times they, the camera conveniently cut to a time when they're showing Aaron Rodgers' face and shaking his head here yeah. and there? Like, that's very underplayed in that game last night. Yeah. And if that game gets to 24-17 at that point – you got a shot, especially based on what we saw yesterday, and, here's and, the, and we'd be having a much different discussion about the Packers' offense. Today. There's no question about it. And here's the other thing, Carlin. Everybody was excited that Elton Jenkins was back in the lineup. Well, so was Travis Gibson from the Chicago Bears. Uh, D- did you see how he went off? Uh-huh. I mean, literally going around Elton Jenkins like he was a freaking turnstile. So when we start talking about the offensive line issues for the Bucks, 
It ain't like the Green Bay Packers don't have offensive line issues either. The one thing I will say I've seen from the Bucs that I have yet to see from the Packers is the commitment to the running game and the overall physicality on both sides of the ball at the line of scrimmage. I know Tampa has that. I have yet to see that consistently from the Green Bay Packers, which is why I would give them the slight edge right now in terms of having confidence that they'll figure it out. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Be a part of the Canty and Carlin Nation. On the Dr. Pepper call-in line, call us at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Somebody better tell Sean Clifford from Penn State it is college football season. Did you see that kid from Auburn knock him into his red shirt freshman year? He may not He may not be aware what day it is. He right may now. not ever be the same, period, yeah. Carlin. He got his clock cleaned on Saturday. We'll get to that later on, but we have to spend some time talking about our friends at Hashtag Tuanon. Okay, before we do that, can, I, uh, can I get this thing? Throw. Looking, looking, looking. Steps up, fires, touchdown! Again. It's Waddle! Touchdown! Second half, we came in and, and played the way, way we wanted to. That's what I'd say about that. His sixth touchdown Six pass touchdown of, of the day. For all the hitters out there, man, who's saying Tua can't do this, can't be that. I really hope you soon jump on jump on his bandwagon, man. The Miami Dolphins. How about that? And they beat the Ravens 42 to 38. What a football game! Tua gonna need a real bear after the season. The tote his money, his boatload of money. Tyreek Hill's been a quote machine so far. Oh, man, they cut off the best part of the quote, though. It yeah. wasn't just for the for the money, why he needed the wheelbarrow. He needed needed it for something else, too. For the cojones. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess Evan took editorial control on that one. I, I don't know, man. Radio. Uh, I hear you, man. But listen, I understand we want to be a kid-friendly show, but, I mean, we got to play the quote in its entirety. Yeah. It's highly entertaining. Well. Not to mention the fourth quarter of that game between the Ravens and Dolphins. was highly entertaining. Oh, my goodness. So if you have come here today looking for your apology to Anon, I'm sorry. You are just so, so, so right. It's amazing when an NFL quarterback can hit Wide open receivers running all over the field in the fourth quarter with a three touchdown lead. Now look, I joke. Tua did a great job yesterday. I'm I can't how do I knock a 469 yard six touchdown performance? I can't. However, having said that, I mean, I I do put a lot of the reasons for the, the outcome of that game. On Mike McDonald and the Ravens' defense, after you go up 35-14 the very next play, you give up a 33-yard pass, and Chris, the rest of the way in that game, the last play of the third quarter and all of the fourth quarter, they gave up five plays of 20 yards or more and three of 30 or more. How does that happen? How does it happen? I'll tell you how it happens. You have Marcus Peters looking in the backfield while he's in coverage on the fastest man in the NFL. I don't know why he was doing that, and that led to, a, what, a 48-yard touchdown? That can't happen, Carlin. You have Marcus Williams on a bust where he's supposed to be over the top of Jalen Waddle, and J- – no, not Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. He's running scot-free, and then Jalen Waddle is taking his turns too. I mean, if you watch the fourth quarter of that game, it looked like the Miami Dolphins had a four-by-one relay team going on with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and the receivers just taking turns 
torching the secondary of the Baltimore Ravens. But that performance that Tua put on had more to do with miscommunication in the secondary than it did Tua being lights out. I mean, you think about the pass that he threw in the red zone to Jalen Waddle for a touchdown. That wasn't a great ball, Carlin. No. That was uh, above and behind his receiver. Jalen Waddle just happened to make an outstanding play. The deep shot to Tyreek Hill on the coverage bust by Marcus Peters, that was an underthrown ball that gave a DB in trail position an opportunity to catch up. Now, it still ends up being a touchdown, but all of these are little things that will ultimately end up catching up with you when you're playing a defense that's solid, that's better than the Baltimore Ravens. Got to keep this in mind. Over the last 19 games, nobody has given up more passing yards than the Baltimore Ravens, the absolute worst pass defense in the National Football League. Going into yesterday's game, their top three corners, all were on the injury report, all were banged up, all were game-time decisions. So that probably played a role in it. But, Carlin, I have no words for a team that goes into a fourth quarter with a three-touchdown lead and you allow four passing touchdowns by the opposing quarterback. There is no excuse for it. Baltimore has got to be a little bit better. But I will give credit where credit is due. Tua made the plays in the passing game that were there to be made. Now, I don't think that was a great performance, even though it was 469 yards and six touchdowns. I think he did a good job of hitting wide-open receivers. Yeah. Which is what he's supposed to do. Yeah. And look, good for you. That's what you are supposed to do. 229 yards and four touchdowns on the last play of the third quarter and then all of the fourth quarter. Yeah, that fourth, was allowed. Qu- fourth quarter he was 13-17, 199 yards right. and four touchdowns. And he had the 30-yard play right before that. Yeah. I mean, I, I am without words if I'm a defensive coordinator of the Ravens, Mike McDonald, watching that today and having to sleep on that last night. And the first thing I thought this morning was, mm, maybe uh, maybe John Harbaugh did not do the right thing when it comes to Wink Martindale. Maybe It might have run its course between the two of them. Oh, it definitely but, ran its course. Well, all right, that's it fine. It definitely ran its course. But yeah. I'll, and, and you can understand where Wink Martindale would rub some guys the wrong way occasionally. But that aside, I see what Martindale's doing with the Giants defense right now, and I see what's going on with the Ravens, and it's not like the Ravens are without talent. Oh, they got plenty of talent. Yeah. They got better talent than the Giants do. Yes. Yeah. That My point is, that to me yesterday, I don't know how that happens. I don't know how you allow that to happen. I don't know after you give up a 30-yard pass play with that three-touchdown lead how you allow that to happen. I I can't imagine how you can possibly – this is all I can keep saying. How does it happen? How do you let guys run free in your secondary, Chris? Carlin, I don't know how it happens. The The thing that bothers me the most about the performance yesterday – how do you blow a game where Lamar Jackson does what he does? Where he's 21 to 29 for 318 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Where he has nine carries for 119 yards, including an 80 yard touchdown run. I mean, how, how do you blow a game where you have Lamar Jackson arguably play his best game since he's come into the National Football League? I, I don't know how that's possible. Also, Carl, in a game where you house the opening kickoff. Devin Duvernay, 102 yards to the house. How do you lose that game? To me, it was much more about the Baltimore Ravens losing the game than the Miami Dolphins winning the game. Now, I give credit where credit is due. Tua made the plays that were there to be made in the passing game, and I give credit to Mike McDaniel, too, for putting his quarterback in situations that he could manage. Yeah. Because you're talking about them having the fortitude 
to come back from down 21 points in the fourth quarter. You got to give credit to that. But, Carlin, in saying that, there had to be somebody or somebodies that left the door open. In the National Football League, when you come back from that kind of deficit, it's because your defense made a lot of mistakes. The opposing defense made a lot of mistakes, and that's what we saw from Baltimore yesterday. All right, so I'm about to kick in the pants if you're looking for your apology today, okay? Uh-oh. 469 yards is impressive. Yes. I'm going to give you a, a, just a quick list of a few guys who have thrown for more than that in a game. Okay. Okay? Just just a few. Brad Johnson threw for 471 in a game. <laughs> Tommy Maddox threw for 473 in a game. Hmm. Kyle Orton, 476. Matt Flynn, 480. I remember that game. What about Tommy Kramer throwing for 490 for the Vikings? What about Matt Schaub, 497? He also threw for 527 in a game. Don't you talk about my former teammate that way. All I'm saying is, when you see that Vince Ferragamo did it and Elvis Gerbach did it, Elvis Gerbach threw for 504 in a game. Jake Plummer, 499. Please don't tell me that all of a sudden you are right in the big picture because there have been plenty of guys that have had massive performances in one game and turned out to be excitingly average quarterbacks. Well, Carlin, did any of those quarterbacks throw for six touchdowns? Well, I'd have to go back and look, but Nick Foles threw for 400-some yards in a game. Carlin, I got the answer for you. <laughs> no? Mitch Trubisky oh, threw, threw for, for six? six touchdowns once upon a time. Really? Because he was having trouble throwing for one yeah. yesterday. <laughs> Ryan, I was watching that up close. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Threw for six touchdowns once upon a time. Matt Flynn, yes, that very same Matt Flynn that you talked about. Threw for six touchdowns once upon a time. I'm just Tommy Kramer, another six touchdown guy. <laughs> I'm just saying, Colin, uh, they're out there. Matt Schaub did it twice. <laughs> I'm just saying they're out there, Colin. They're out there. Mad Schaub did it twice. So before we say that Tua's going to the Hall of Fame, yes. we got to put things in their proper context. Here's the other thing that's surprising to me, Carlin. When it comes to the yards per separation per completion. In other words, the, clarify what that is. Yards of separation per completion. So that's how, how open somebody that's is. That's how open somebody is, how close the nearest defender is. The Miami Dolphins right now, 3.70 yards per separation per completion that's good for eighth best in the national football league conversely when it comes to percentage of tight window pass attempts that means the number of throws that will be classified as tight windows that means a defender within one yard do you know where the miami dolphins rank in terms of percentage of such throw attempts i'll take a stab go ahead i'll say 30th they're 27th oh Okay. So what we're saying is so better it's not than like, I thought. It's not like Mike McDaniel, <laughs> the head coach and de facto offensive coordinator who came from San Francisco yeah. that had Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not like he's asking Tua to do a lot of heavy lifting in the passing game. He's giving him throws that would be easy completions, throws where you expect that this guy is going to be able to connect on. And so that's all I'm saying. It's not as if Tua can't be effective, can't be productive, because we saw that. It's not like they can't win games that way. The only thing that we were saying about Tua is that it feels like there's a bit of a ceiling on him because of some of the physical limitations. Yesterday, in yesterday's game, Carlin, 
He had more completions over 40 yards in the fourth quarter than he's had his entire career. Think about that. More completions over 40 yards than he's had his entire career. Let's just pump the brakes. It's one game. He looked great. But he took advantage of a porous Baltimore Ravens secondary that should have done a much better job of being able to keep their eyes on their luggage and cover cover receivers. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, just getting started. Fired out of a cannon today. So much off of the NFL this weekend. But we want to hear from you, too, Anon. <laughs> Where are you? Show up today because today is your day to take your bows and tell us why we're wrong. And we just told you why we're not. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. In just moments, we'll get more into the Tua situation. And if, if in fact, this is starting to get solved for Miami and the Jimmy Garoppolo decision, I hate to put it this way, paying some dividends right now for the 49ers whose season might have been saved. We'll go inside that with our front office insider in just moments right after Chris has this from FanDuel. Kick off football season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code PLAY to get in on the action. You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Don't fumble the bag or your chance to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? 
It was quite the performance. There's no doubt. I think that boatload of money is still a little bit up in the air. Well, if you pay him a boatload of money, you're going to have to get rid of a lot of the guys that you spent this offseason bringing in. Mm-hmm. Can't pay everybody. There is a hard salary cap in the NFL. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. We're presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more, as we are about to do by welcoming in our ESPN front office insider, Mike Tannenbaum, who a joins us right now. A man who's managed the salary cap once Yes, he time. has. Mr. Yeah. Tannenbaum, uh, from what you saw yesterday, are we... Well, I can't say are we closer because obviously are we are. But how much uh, is that influencing your thinking in the early stages about the future of Tua Tungavailoa in Miami? Yeah, great to be with you guys. Certainly, it's a, a meaningful step forward. Uh, he played really well, and in the fourth quarter, the Ravens blew you know more than one coverage. And there's a lot of times in the NFL where quarterbacks don't take advantage of that, and he did, and, and played exceptionally well. So. Now, if the three of us were having a conversation a week from today, I think we'll know even more because they're going to play a home game against the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. If you're running a team in the AFC East right now, the answer to the test on anything you do is, does this help us beat the Buffalo Bills? So we're going to know a lot more about Tua and this Miami team next Monday night, uh, next Sunday in an early AFC East showdown. Mike, I have no doubt that we'll find out a little bit more about where Tua stacks up with all the other young AFC quarterbacks, but yesterday's performance, in your mind, does that answer the question that the Dolphins have been asking the last three years on whether or not they have their franchise quarterback? Yeah, I, I don't know if you have all the information. Again, that was an encouraging you know, step in the right direction. You brought in a head coach and Mike McDaniel, who is an offensive coach, comes from the Kyle Shanahan tree, and obviously I'm very encouraged. But, again, it's, it's super early, and um, – you know, in terms of talking about should you want to talk about an extension in the offseason, all those things. Again, we're two games into a 17-game season. But from a Dolphin perspective, again, Chris, I'm very encouraged. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider with us. The 49ers just released a statement that Trey Lance underwent successful surgery on his right ankle. He is done for the year, as we know, and it brings us back to that decision about three weeks ago to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. And right away, you saw some dividends from that yesterday. So, Mike, play this out a little bit for us. If Jimmy G takes them to a certain level this year, how does that affect their future decision-making, as as bothersome as it is when it's because of injury like this? Yeah, it's always you know disappointing when someone gets hurt, especially somebody who has compelling upside like Trey Lance and, it's disappointing for him and what this season may have been. With that said, I do think the 49ers have a chance to win with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think sometimes we overcomplicate things. They win 70% of the games when Jimmy Garoppolo plays. I totally disagree with what Dan Orlovsky said. If you go back to the championship a year ago, if the 49ers and their safety, Jarski Tart, holds on to a Matt Safford pass, that would have been an interception, guys. You're talking about – Jimmy Garoppolo leading the 49ers to the Super Bowl in two out of the last three years. So I think they have a a real chance of winning now. And one of the things that was interesting was looking at the reaction of his teammates, Jimmy G's teammates, when he went went in there and played well. Because, Chris, you know, as a former player, like players know the locker Mm -hmm. room is the ultimate meritocracy. Um, They clearly believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. That was abundantly clear by their body language. Talking with the ESPN NFL front office insider Mike Tannenbaum on Canty and Carlin. And, Mike, you're right about the locker room. 
uh, being the ultimate meritocracy. You can't fool those guys that are in there. But the question is, sometimes the business of football just gets in the way of the team making decisions that the locker room would prefer. And, and I guess when we're evaluating what happens for the 49ers at quarterback moving forward, Jimmy Garoppolo did a restructured contract a few weeks ago that will allow him to go into free agency in 2023 unencumbered. So my question to you is, what do the 49ers do? I mean, they're not going to be able to franchise Jimmy Garoppolo, so are they going to potentially try to extend Jimmy Garoppolo if this team makes the playoffs, or do they transition to Trey Lance knowing what they invested in order to get him? Yeah, I would simply uh, try to get him signed to ASAP because, you know, what's interesting here is, well, both guys are injury prone. I mean, you can't sit there and and reasonably think that either of those two quarterbacks is going to make it through the season because neither can. So um, that's what's really interesting to me is maybe you try to keep both again. And I know that sounds a little counterintuitive at this point, guys, but um, both both guys have had trouble staying healthy. It's a long, it's a long season. You have a really good foundation in San Francisco. I don't think that changes. Job number one is to get Nick Bosa signed to an extension. Job number two is to try to have as much depth at that quarterback position as possible. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. Mike, one last one here, and that's about the news today with Mike Evans getting suspended. Uh, if you're the Saints, uh, or rather, if you're the Buccaneers, how do you feel about the fact? that Evans got the suspension, but nothing happened with Lattimore, especially given the history here. Yeah, I, I think they got it right on that. I think the league looked at it, and, you know, Mike Evans, guys, was clearly the instigator. And, um, you know, if I'm Todd Bowles, I'm talking to Mike Evans saying, saying, hey, look, we love your loyalty, we love your competitiveness, but you missed a big part of that game the fourth quarter, and now you're going to miss the next game as well against the Packers. So, there's a time and a place, but your actions hurt us, especially with Rob Gronkowski still on his retirement. Chris Godwin still hurt. Julio Jones is still hurt. So by you doing what you did, you're hurting the team, Mike Evans. I blame Bruce Arians. <laughs> he was, what was that? <laughs> I mean, put him up in the box yeah. for Pete's sake, Mike. <laughs> Guys, I, I don't know what job description Bruce Arians has, but, boy, it's interesting. A couple of weeks ago, you know, I, I get done with a show at ESPN at the Seaport. I go back into the green room, and there's Bruce Arians just hanging out. Hey, Mike, how are you? Hey, Coach, how are you? Like, you know, just hanging out. Next thing you know, he's on the sidelines. Like, I'll tell you what, he may have the most interesting job in America, you know, just kind of doing what he's doing, and uh, certainly looks like he's enjoying himself. Tannenbaum, that's great work if you can find it, man. No Whatever question. Bruce Arians' job is, it's great work <laughs> if you can find it. Hey, Mike, hey, thanks. Hey, hey, Chris, Chris, wait, let's take it a step further. When they lose, hey, man, I'm not the coach. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, awesome stuff. Appreciate it, man. All right, guys. (laughs) Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN front office insider. Hey, view's always best from the cheap seats, man. No doubt about (laughs) it, right? This is not on me. This is all Ty Bowles. It's his football team. Well, having said all of that, the Trey Lance-Jimmy G thing becomes a little bit more interesting, especially... From a wagering standpoint, as we find out today, what are we talking about? Oh, we'll explain. That's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? An absolutely crushing loss for the Raiders yesterday. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. There are a couple things to that. First of all, Hunter Renfro. I mean, you fumbled earlier on the drive, and then you fumble again. In the, I mean, that's tough to take, Chris. I mean, listen, Hunter Renfro's a really good player. Yes, he is. Yes. But come on. You have to be better than that. No, you do, but I mean, you got to remember that first fumble, it was third and Renfro, and they needed that to convert at their own 44-yard line in order to keep that drive going and to give them a chance in plus territory. But Carlin, that game was less about Renfro fumbling at the end and more about what the hell the Raiders' offense was doing in the second half. Yeah. Derek Carr, I'm going to need for you to do a little better than 4 for 10 for 24 yards in the second half. Absolutely putrid. How many first downs do you think the Raiders' offense had in the second half? I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stab and say three, four, four, four first downs. Yeah, how pathetic is that, Carlin? Uh, it's pathetic. You, you allow them. <laughs> you allowed the Cardinals to score 22 unanswered points. 22 unanswered points in an NFL game. Chris, that the, cannot happen. And this is a massive theme of yesterday. You're down 20 to nothing. I mean, can it? Or you have a team down 20 to nothing? For Pete's sake, close them out. I mean, yeah. if there are any lessons to ever be learned, we saw it three or four times yeah. yesterday, for Pete's sake. Yeah. It can't happen. I don't care if Kyler Murray's on the other sideline. No, it can't happen. And God have mercy, Kyler Murray's so good. Ugh. I mean, it's just, he might not be best playing within the structure of the offense, but when it comes to Sandlot football, oh, the I, improvising, don't, I don't know it. if there's a better quarterback in the NFL. I don't think there is. When it comes and to I, second and reaction I love stuff, Lamar I, Jackson, but I think I don't think yeah, there is. Kyler Murray is, is unbelievable when it comes to that aspect of the game. But here's what I'll say, Carlin. For as bad as the Raiders' offense was in the second half, the Raiders' defense still gave you a chance in overtime because the Raiders did not win the coin toss. That was the Arizona Cardinals. And Deron Harmon came up with what I thought was the play of the game on fourth down. I mean, Hollywood Brown kept, yep. caught that football. Yep. And it was all about separating man from ball. And that's exactly what Deron Harmon of New England Patriots fame mm-hmm. ended up doing and gave the offense an opportunity, giving them the ball back with decent field position. And the offense still couldn't do anything. That's got to be the most disheartening part of this because the offense is supposed to be the strength of this team. That's why you went and traded for Devontae Adams. That's why you paid Darren Waller. You got Hunter Renfro and Josh Jacobs a first-round pick. Your offense has to be better if you're going to compete in that division. I felt terrible for him. I don't know how you can't. It's just when you see the card come out, when you see the air cast and all that stuff, I mean, you know, unfortunately, you know, it's for the worst. And, you know, he's just getting going yesterday. And just like that, his season's over. Very sad for Trey Lance. Yeah, it sucks for him, man, because it was clear all offseason that the organization wanted to turn over the reins to him. He had been patient. He had waited a year. You got to remember, Carl, in the last year in college, he only played in one game because of the COVID rules. Yep. So this is a guy that's been waiting and biding his time for the past two years to play high-level football, finally gets an opportunity to. The first game of the season is in an absolute swamp up in Soldier Field because of the weather conditions. And then yesterday, it's like, okay, an opportunity to prove himself against a divisional opponent that came off a big win in their own right the week before, and you get hurt early on in that game. It's just, it's tough, man, because now you're talking about yet another year 
that Trey Lance is going to be spent watching from the sidelines while Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback of what a lot of people think is a championship contending team. It's Katia Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And look, in all of that in mind, a few weeks ago they made the decision to bring back Jimmy Garoppolo on that lower contract at six and a half million, which by the way now will end up being somewhere around or fifteen or sixteen, assuming he's able to stay healthy. I yeah. did think Mike said something very interesting there last segment. We had Mike Tannenbaum on. Before we get into that, can yeah. I say this? The escalators in Jimmy Garoppolo's contract, if he starts a game and well not starts a game, if he throws over if he plays over twenty five percent of the snaps in a game, it's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for that game. If he starts a game and they get the win he gets $100,000. Wow. So yesterday, Jimmy Garoppolo made a quarter million dollars. Didn't start the game. Um, but he made did, 350 But he made – no, he didn't start the game, so I don't know if oh, they give him – Oh, he didn't start it. Okay. This, so they don't okay. give him credit for it. But right. he threw – he played in over 25% of the snaps, so he okay. gets the quarter of a million dollars. Think about that over the course of 15 more games. That's 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 not too bad. That's not <laughs> that's not too bad. That's not too bad for Jimmy. And they're yeah. gonna win. And they're gonna win some games, Carlin. Yeah, you can see mm-hmm. how the team reacted. They played a lot more confidence on the offensive side of the ball. Like they're, they're gonna win some games. I don't know if they're gonna be a Super Bowl contender like I thought they would be coming into this year because I do think Jimmy Garoppolo is limited. The other thing is George Kittle hadn't played a snap this year. I'm a little concerned about that, but. Um, they're going to win some games with with Garoppolo as their quarterback. Well, you you may not think that about them being a Super Bowl contender. Uh, Vegas thinks a little differently. Okay. Because the 49ers, according to Caesar Sportsbook, went from 25 to 1 to win the Super Bowl to after the injury and I'm I'm sorry to put it this way, but this is just how it went to 20 to 1. So, the obviously Vegas has a lot more interest or rather more faith and what Garoppolo can do with the 49ers as opposed to an unproven Trey Lance. Now, having said that, as well as he did play, we do recognize that he has been limited in the past with what he can do. Mm -hmm. I thought it was very interesting that Mike Tannenbaum a few minutes ago said, I would try to get a deal done with him as soon as possible because neither of these guys can stay healthy. I don't know about that one. Like, if if I'm Jimmy G, even... If I had any interest in staying, I don't know that I'm signing a deal right now. Is that fair to Trey Lance to say he can't stay healthy with a broken ankle? I, I think it's a little rough. Yeah, like I, I think, don't I, know I, that I, I would do that. I don't know quick. if I can characterize Trey Lance as injury and, and, prone. And Chris, look, the I'm other not thing, willing to do that. But and you and I both know that when it comes to what they gave up for Lance. He's getting every chance. Yeah, he's getting every chance. When you give up three first round picks to get the guy. You know, they may have to let Jimmy go. They'll they'll worry about the problem of Jimmy uh, later. And if they have the problem, in other words, if they do really well and make a good run, it's a problem they'd like to have. Yeah, but you never know how comfortable Jimmy Garoppolo is in that situation. If Jimmy Garoppolo's content being a backup quarterback making $15, $16 million a year, then all of a sudden it becomes more palatable to have a quarterback room because you still got Trey Lance on a rookie contract. So I just think it makes sense if you can get something done at a reasonable price, but otherwise you're going to have to let Jimmy walk.
out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.